You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. The fun and games start after this. With St. Louis Acura's new buy online feature, picking and purchasing a vehicle from the comfort of your home or office has never been easier. And as we've seen from the latest challenges, having the freedom of your own vehicle makes more sense than ever. With low monthly lease payments on new Acuras and pre-owned inventory starting below $10,000, we offer affordable alternatives all covered by the St. Louis Acura promise that we support and service what we sell. St. Louis Acura is committed to becoming better than ever for you. The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online, driven by Munganast St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me, I'm Andy Hanselman. Welcome on in. It's another episode of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Andy Hanselman. And Andy, we are, uh, we're driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Alton Toyota as we enter 2021 yet again. Welcome into the first real, I'm calling it the first real show of, of 2021. Last year was just kind of a practice run, I, I think, to get us into the new season. I think absolutely, Joe. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the program again for this year. Well, thank, yeah, we, we, we picked up the option on the uh, – but hey, and people, I think, that are listening right now, they, they might be wondering, wait a second, they're looking at their calendars thinking, wait, why am I at work listening to Weekend Joe right now? Because, Andy, I, what we're going to start doing, and we're going to see how it goes for a few weeks, we're, we're dropping the episode on Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're dropping the episode. You and I are recording this right now on Thursday. Obviously, today is not Friday that you and I are recording this. But, Andy, we're dropping the episode on Friday. We, we, got, we got a lot of football to talk about. Uh, it, just so much going into the weekend. Not, you know, Blues are going to get started next week. I figure let, let's throw it out there on Friday. Let's give the people something to listen to the, uh, the day before, right? Well, it might drive more traffic if people can listen at work. That's the and more clicks. More clicks is what more we're looking clicks. for. Yes, here in, uh, in in 2021. So we're that's that's just one of the many things that we're we're going to do for uh for for this uh, for this year, at least until baseball starts. I, that's that's what I'm. Uh, and we'll get into baseball in a second, but we're at least doing it for the next few weeks. But I'm glad, you know, it, it just so happens we're recording this on Thursday afternoon, Andrew. And right as we sat down in the seat, there was big breaking news out of the uh, the uh, about a major league baseball. Francisco Lindor, who has been on the Cardinals radar, maybe not on the Cardinals radar, maybe on Cardinal fans radar. I I, I don't know who who if the Cardinals were ever interested in, but a player like Francisco Lindor, I mean, who wouldn't be interested in Francisco Lindor? Andy, he was traded. To the New York Mets, the uh, the terms of the deal. And this is just breaking news to kick it off, but I mean, it's you know this is going to get dropped in twenty hours from now, so everyone will know it. But the uh, the deal looks like this: Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco, the uh, the pitcher for the Indians, 
or I guess I, I should say not the Indians anymore, right? They're they're the Cleveland baseball team as of as yeah, of right Cleveland now. Baseball team. I don't know if that's what they're going by. I don't. I'm not sure. But they uh, Cleveland gets back Andreas Jimenez, Josh Wolf, and Isaiah Green. It's probably Jimenez. It's G I M E N E Z. Yeah, G. That's why I said Jimenez. Huh, I, no, I thought you said Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez, Jimenez. It's it's not Jimenez. It's well, maybe it's pronounced that way. But with the G, I'm going hard G on that one. Hard G. Yeah, I like uh, it. Jimenez hit uh, 263 in uh, 132 plate appearances for the Mets. He uh, entered the season as the 84th best prospect in all of baseball. The other guy was a second-round pick in 2019. The other guy was a 2000 or second-round pick in 2020. So uh, two very young players along with the 84th prospect in baseball for Francisco Lindor. That's uh, man. a fun name to say, Francisco. Yeah, uh, that, you know what, is I, I look at that for, and you can go through, and you can go through team by team in, major, in, in baseball. You could, go to the, uh, you could go to the Pipeline website, and you can go to the top 30 by, by each team. So, you know, Jimena, and you can go top 100 for all of baseball. You can go top 30 by teams in all of baseball, and you can look around at who's out there and who the Cardinals might have in their system. And I mentioned Jimenez, who I thought I said was – I thought I said he was, you know, as I'm not sure when this was last updated because I don't see Jimenez on the top 100 list right now for what baseball has. But just if we're throwing it out there as far as top prospects go, I'm – Nolan Gorman's 43. Matthew Libertor's 52. After that, there's not a whole lot. Well, I forgot about Matthew Libertor. Yeah, he's, you know, that was the big acquisition last year. That's how you, why you don't feel as bad about losing a guy. Like, you don't lo- feel so bad about maybe the Rosarena trade, knowing that he's got a bright future right. ahead of him. I guess that would be, you know, Ivan Herrera is the fourth best prospect in the Cardinal system. And I don't think he comes into the top 20 or top 100 in all of baseball. What position is Ivan Herrera? He's the catcher. He, he is the, I guess, next in line, the next long-term solution if Yachty ends up going away. Okay. So as I look through the, the Mets system right now, I do not see Jimenez in the uh, – uh, on on this list, so maybe that's because he played too much. I I don't know. I mean, I'm looking through here, and it, it this is not making any sense to me. But he entered the season. It says 84th on MLB's list, and I'm not. I'm just not seeing it unless it was updated and that wasn't there. But like I said, they're they they, they didn't give up much. No, they, they sure didn't. Josh Wolf is ninth in the Mets system. Isaiah Green is 10th in the Mets system. And that's what I like to do. And I know it's not apples to apples with this, but you go through and you look at who's ninth and 10th in the Cardinals system. Right. John Torres 
and Tink Hence. Tink Pence? No, no, Tink Hence. H-E-N-C-E. Oh, Tink Hence. Tink Hence was an 18-year-old pitcher. Rookie ball. In the Cardinals system? That's, that's the ninth and 10th in the Cardinals system. Oh, okay. So when you look at that, by the way, to, to put in a perspective about somebody like that, Johan Oviedo, who is seen as very highly touted prospect for the Cardinals, he's 12th in the Cardinals system right now. Hmm. The, the card, they, they, there's a lot to be excited about with this Cardinals system, but there is, I agree. I, I, I kind of look at, you know, what this next season is and you saw it, you saw what the Padres did last week. We didn't get into what the Padres did. We, <sighs> we didn't get into that last week. The, the, the moves that they went out and made going and getting Blake Snell from the, uh, from the Rays and then getting, you uh, Darvish from the Cubs, and it's it, they also went and got a um, a player from overseas and brought him in a, a highly touted prospect utility guy. They're they're playing to win. They're they're playing to win this year. Where the National League Central now, the Cardinals have not re-signed Adam Wainwright or Yadier Molina. Correct. They let Colton Wan walk. They didn't pick up his option. They so you look at that. They uh, John uh, John Brebby also walked, but he was hurt anyway. He wasn't going to pay. He's not going to pitch in Major League Baseball this year. And then you have the Reds have traded away players, looking to trade away more. The Cubs have either let go or traded away a few different players. Now the Pirates traded away Josh Bell. Mm-hmm. The Brewers haven't done shit. And am I missing a team? No. I covered them all. Did you the Reds? I did, yeah. The Reds, they, they traded away their closer, and they're looking to trade away Mike Moussakis. Yeah. So the Cardinals have I – mean, all, all five teams have not improved their team one bit. The Cardinals might come out of this again looking as being the favorites based on not doing anything this whole <laughs> – this offseason. Yeah. And if, if, if the plan is to just win 500, go 500 in the season, however many games they end up playing, win 80 games and you make the postseason, if, if it is an extended postseason, okay, then the Cardinals are, I guess, going to somehow make the postseason again. If that's what they're driving towards. There's, there's not a whole lot to get excited about right now. I'm not no. running out and buying virtual meet and greets with any of the uh, the players for the winter warm up, but it's. I think we we know what to expect out of them this year. Yeah, I would. I mean, God, it's hard to imagine that the Cardinals would be the favorite of anything with the with the lack of moves and the and the and the persistent lack of offense we've had over the past two or three seasons, if, if not going back even farther. Um, I remember thinking when they won 100, when they won 100 games in 2016, that that was the worst 100 win team I'd ever seen in my life, uh, because they just they couldn't. I mean, they this is a this is not this is a, a process that's been going on for years within the organization. Yeah, and I still, I mean, I guess I guess I want to see what the full the full team's going to look. It's hard to sit here right now and judge who the favorite is. Sure. With 
rumors still floating around about bringing Wong back for a year and not knowing what's going to happen with Wainwright and with Yachty. And if, I think if one of those three sign, you, you look at it and you go, okay, maybe they've done more than any other team has in the NL Central this year. So it's the the Cardinals have traditionally done, they, some of their, some of their biggest moves have been during spring training in March of, you know, prior to the baseball season. Um, I, I, I guess that's kind of what they're waiting for now to see kind of see what they have on the field. Uh, here coming up here in about what, what now, uh, four weeks, five weeks. Nobody knows. No, nobody has a clue when, when that is. It's, it's so odd to think about that we have no idea at this moment what spring training schedule might look like. Will it be in February? Will it get pushed back to March? Will we have double headers every Saturday during the season? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if it's really known or how much has even been talked about so far with, uh, with that. So it's, it's tough to, to kind of wrap your head around what they are planning on, uh, on doing with the season and what that could even look like. But neither here nor there, uh, the big news yet. Francisco Lindor, you, you've heard about it by now. Francisco Lindor traded to the, uh, the Mets, which – I imagine that a lot of that move, a big portion of that move is done due to Robinson Cano. Uh, he's suspended again due to PEDs. All right, so speaking of PEDs, Andy, you, you, do you know the actor Kumail Nanjiani? He, he looks familiar. I just looked him up here. Okay. K-U-M-A-I-L-N-A-N-J-I-A-N-I is his, uh, is his name. I, I, I knew him from uh, – the, I think he's on the show. It's still, he was on Silicon Valley. He's been in a few movies. Um, I, I know him. He was on the show from back in the day, Franklin and Bash, which okay. had Mark Paul Gossler. Yes. And I can't think of who the other guy was. It was a great show. Only lasted like a one or two seasons. Yeah. Was, yeah, did not make. Um, he also is, is responsible for one of, the, um, uh, one of my favorite lines that I use on a uh, regular basis from the movie Central Intelligence, where he said that he is made of questions. Um, so I, there, there, there's other things, you know, so he has gotten into really, really good shape, like has become just absolutely ripped six pack, everything. Mm-hmm. And Andy, he's being accused of doing so by getting, by using steroids. I mean, is that illegal for actors to do that? I don't, I don't think that there's a, he's going to get like, a, you know, a 50 movie suspension from, uh, right. from, the, from the, from the, uh, actors guild. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> that's you know the, the that's the thing i don't you know who cares what he used right he's an actor right maybe he's trying to maybe he's trying to go for a superhero role right nobody nobody talks shit on chris hemsworth no or chris evans no nope. chris pratt nope or jason momoa maybe if his name was chris nangianis maybe then he would have yeah been, maybe that would have been this you know again nothing wrong with that but hey, this I, I the the stuff. By the way, the stuff that I've been taking, I I had to cut back a few weeks. I'm not taking steroids or anything crazy like that. Uh, my issue is caffeine. Okay. And Andy, about two weeks ago, two three weeks ago, I accidentally doubled up on what I was taking. Oh. I tell you what, it was not fun at all. 
I want to say this was, this, I feel like this was a few Fridays ago before whenever like the last show we did was. Okay. Or before the last show we did. And I doubled up on, on whatever I was taking. I, I took something in the morning and I didn't wait long enough to take the, the second round of it, uh-huh. of the caffeine. And about 20 minutes into working out, I started to feel it really bad. Like all jittery and shit? So jittery. <laughs> to the point that I went up to somebody and told them, just, hey, if, if, if I happen to pass out, here's why. Right. <laughs> what I did. Just, just want to let you know what happened. You know, I would imagine whatever you're taking, it, I mean, caffeine, it, it affects me. Like, it helps. Like, I'll have a cup of coffee. It helped me wake up in the morning and kind of get going a little bit. Um, but, like, I can drink a monster at, like, seven, like, 7 or 8 o'clock at night and not have it, and I can go to sleep just fine two and a half hours later. I, I you see, I try to take my last bit of caffeine. If I'm working out in the evening, it'll be no later than six o'clock. Okay. I won't take anything past six o'clock, five o'clock. If I'm about to go work out, I'll do it then. But for the most part, I'll, I'll try to keep it. I'll try to keep it out of my system. But like the stuff that I'm taking, Andy, what's, what's a monster right now? Yeah, Cause I know you like the monster ones and, and you need to be doing the ultra ones and staying away from the green ones. You, you have, no, 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 right? I, no, I, do, the, no, I do the, I do the ultra ones now. I don't, okay. I don't do the green ones anymore. No, no, okay. no. Uh, those green ones, I mean, you might as well just m- snort a bag of sugar. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't drink. I haven't drank those in a long okay. time. But the ones, the stuff that I've been taking is like 300 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. And to double up on that, it wasn't, wasn't the smartest. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah. you know what, whatever, whatever this guy's taking, I'm, I'm all for it. Whatever. Go, uh, go for it. I, I, did I, t- I don't think I talked about this last week. I, one of the things I got, uh, for, did I talk about the scale that I got for uh, Christmas? You, you told me about it. I you told you about it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's a fit track scale. And Andy, the thing, the thing will label 17 different measurements of your body fat and different things going on in your body, all from just standing on it with your bare feet. How it does it, I don't know. How accurate it is, again, not sure. Right. But it labels you. If you go in to look at it, and it labels what kind of body type you are. Right. I, I did not appreciate it one bit. Because it labeled me as muscular overweight. Muscular overweight. Yes. I would have kicked that thing out the window. Which basically, I feel like it's telling me like, hey, you're kind of strong, but you got a nice layer of fat all around you. Right. We can't see those muscles behind all of your fat. <laughs> By the way, a monster has 140 milligrams of, uh, of caffeine. Okay. So, yeah, this, <laughs> this is 300. Yeah, it's a lot more. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so that's, I, I'm going to start checking in on it. So, I, I cannot, I would drive myself insane if I stepped on this thing every week or every day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just try to do it once a week and, and do it that way. And every Friday and hold myself accountable and post stuff. So how do you get away from being, what, what's it call you? Muscular fat? Muscular overweight. Muscular overweight. So what, like, what is the next one up from that? I have no idea. Like, Beefy? 
muscular thick? <laughs> I would think so. T-H-I-C-C. Yes, that kind of thick. I don't know. That's a, I mean, that's a good question. I, I honestly have no idea what to uh, what what that would consist of. But muscular, huge ass. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, you know, it, at least maybe it would, if it needs to pinpoint parts of me and say, work on that, maybe we'll, we'll downgrade it a bit. Muscular moobs? <laughs> no, that's definitely not it. That'd be a step oh, up. Yeah, that's, if I, have... that's if I start eating like crap again. Cause, yeah, because you had a breast reduction. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, By the way, Joe, a Diet Coke has 46 milligrams. A can of Diet Coke has 46 milligrams of caffeine in it. So... So you're saying that it's yeah, it's and again. So this is yeah, 300 was uh, was what I was taking, and uh, glad uh, yeah, doubled up on it by accident and and definitely felt it. And yeah. right, as, as long as nothing goes numb, I know that it's not terrible. But when when I can feel and hear my heart racing, that was that was a bit of an issue for uh, for me. So to do that. divided by 46. Joe, you drink the equivalent of 13 Diet Cokes in a can. <laughs> Good Lord. Hey, uh, coming up on the show today, as you, uh, as you see there on the, uh, on the graphic, it's, uh, and you see in the intro and everything else, you, you see it right there when you, when you click on it. We have Matt Miller, the NFL Draft Scout, and also uh, Jeff Goodman from Stadium.com. We, we talk a little college hoops with Jeff Goodman. We talk, uh, we, we talk draft. We talk college football. We talk NFL. We talk all things football with, with Matt Miller, the NFL draft scout, who is uh, launching his own website coming up Super Bowl week. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk with him about that coming up in a, uh, in a bit. So look forward to getting his thoughts on what, uh, what we have saw with last week's college football playoff games and uh, Trevor Lawrence. And now we know who the first few picks of the draft are. So a lot to get to with him. Plus six playoff games this weekend. That's right. Six playoff games, Andy, for the first time ever, because 14 teams have made the NFL playoffs. They added that one, that seventh, uh, that seventh uh, pick or that seventh uh, place now in the postseason, which means only one team in each division gets a, uh, gets a buy. So we will have three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Very excited. Just sit and watch football this weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. Playoff football, one game after another. It's going to make for a very, very fun weekend. But Andy, with that being said, we need to do some NFL picks. It's time to hit the music. And Andy, I know it's been a few weeks. I know it's been a few weeks since we've done this, but Andy, I can assure you, that uh, this music, even though it's the playoffs, is the exact same music that we have had all season long. Joe, I like this song. Yeah, exact same that we have had all season long. Andy, this is being dubbed this weekend, Andy, is called Super Wild Card Weekend. It's not just Wild Card Weekend. They added another game. That makes it Super Wild Card Weekend. The Super Wild Card Weekend. Yes. So six games. One of these games, Andy, is on Nickelodeon. On Nickelodeon? Yes. One of these games on Nickelodeon. The uh, the schedule, as I said, six games. Three on Saturday, three on Sunday. The Bears-Saints game on Sunday at 340 is on CBS. 
Amazon Prime, and Nickelodeon. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, Andy, uh, just quickly, the uh, regular season standings. Claves went 0-5 in Week 17. Hoff went 1-4. Andy Hoff is your regular season champion. 44 and 29. Claves went 42 and 31. Andy, you also went 42 and 31. You tied Claves. Yeah. Frank, 40 and 34. And I- I'm making a comeback. 33 and 40. It's going to be hard, point, to, uh, can be hard to, uh, to overcome all that, Joe. I-, I can have a good first week here, and I can make some noise. I might also assign more points to a victory if it uh, if it benefits me. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll I see. Mean, maybe maybe for next year. No, no, no. I'll I'll just I'll give myself five points for a win. Just me. Okay. Andy, six games. First up, this game is at noon on CBS. Just CBS. Indianapolis and Buffalo. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to take out all drama. Andy, uh, Buffalo is my Super Bowl pick. You know, Joe, I was kind of going the same route. I think it's going to be the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, and I, I can, I see the Bills knocking off the Chiefs. It's, uh, if, if they can keep the offense rolling the way that they have, it'll be a really, really fun AFC Championship game with a lot of points scored. Bills have to get do some work first. The Colts have a veteran quarterback in Phillip Rivers. They have a very, very good running back in Jonathan Taylor. Not Jonathan Taylor Thomas, just Jonathan Taylor. Right, not JTT. No, no, just JT. Okay. And one of the best defenses in all of football. So, the Colts present a problem as the seventh seed. But, but I take it you're also going Bills in this game. I am going Bills in this game. Klaibs and Frank also going Bills in this yep. game. Hoff is going with the Colts. It's a, uh, it's a bold strategy, Joe. We'll see how it plays out for him. <laughs> Again, the I, I feel the Colts are very good. I feel like every team, the, I mean, the AFC, you look at the NFC, and you have Washington in there who's not good. You have the Bears who squeaked into the playoffs. And if they didn't make it, it would have been the Cardinals who have their own problems. You look at the AFC, and the Dolphins were a 10-win team, and the Dolphins are not in the playoffs. Meanwhile, in the NFC, what, five of the teams are, are good? Maybe. If you want to say that, maybe, maybe. four of the teams are, are good. I think maybe only three of those. I'm only giving three teams in the NFC a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Where the AFC, I just I look up and down and I, I feel like it's a it, every team has has an argument to make it there out of the seven. But we go to that NFC. One of the team, the Rams, kind of again the Rams and at Seahawks. Third time these two teams are facing each other this year. The game will be in Seattle. Yeah. Klaibs, Hoff, and Frank all went with the Seahawks. It's it's so hard to pick against the Seahawks in a playoff game at home. Uh, I, plus, they're also clearly the better team than the Rams. Uh, gosh. I don't know. That's, that's a, Seattle. 
I'm okay, I, and you know what? I'm going with the Rams in this one because the one thing you mentioned was that the Seahawks are tough to beat in the playoffs at home. That's when Quest Field, or I think it's called something different now, is packed with fans. Yeah. Andy, they don't have fans. They don't have the earthquake-creating crowd noise that's going to be behind them this week. They don't have the 12th man there. Yeah. And I think that that might play against them a a little bit. Something that, you know, Russell Wilson might be used to. And, yeah, they've just went a whole season without fans. Yeah, but it's different. But now they're in the postseason without fans. It's different. And it's hard for Russell Wilson to run out of that tunnel and get hyped for a playoff game like he has in the past when he doesn't have the 12th man behind him. I'm going to go Rams in this one. All right. As much as I don't want to do it, I'm going Rams. So, uh, you know, I usually go to my ESPN uh, right. pick for uh, all those. Well, they put a paywall behind that behind that uh, site now. You poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now, next up, hey. Now the, so now I'm on the CBS Sports site, and uh, all of their pundits, Pete Prisco, Jason Lankafora, Jared Dubin, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach, all picked Seattle as well. Don't, don't, don't go with Prisco. What will Brinson say? Uh, his, his pick is his picks are not in yet. Oh, we'll get your picks in, right? Uh, Bucks at the Washington football team. Uh, this is one. So, the um, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I am I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, even though I know that I know it. Tony Dungy. It's not Tony Dungy. Is not Tony Dungy. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. He wanted to be the fifth seed to play this game against the NFC East. They made it very clear that they wanted to play the NFC East champion. Well, why wouldn't they? Right. And that's what they got. Tom Brady goes to Washington to play this uh, to play in this playoff game. 40 touchdown passes this season for Tom Brady. Claves, Hoff, and Frank all went with the Bucs. I, I got to go Bucks in this one, too. I think go Bucks too. Yeah. No break. It, 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 they're they're playing really good football right now. They they, they really are. I think it's a, a no brainer. Alex Smith, the comeback player of the year. I, did you see what his wife did? Uh, what his wife made for him? Alex Smith, the quarterback of the Washington Football Team. Uh, I did not. So he had his leg in a huge brace. Huge brace. I mean, they almost had to amputate his leg. He had several surgeries on it to fix the uh, fix the injury that he suffered a few years ago. Had a very intense, aggressive brace, metal cast brace around his leg. Now that he's played football, he obviously doesn't need that anymore. His wife went and had the brace made in to a replica of the Lombardi Trophy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a nice little memento now that he has helped lead the Washington football team back to the uh, back to the playoffs. Hey, Joe, we need to go yeah. back to the uh, Bills for just a second here. Yeah. Uh, the Bills and the Chiefs will not play in the AFC Championship game. They have to play. They'll play in the divisional game. No, they won't. No, the Bills are the two seed. So yeah. they would not. No, that I'm wouldn't be I'm the case. Bracket now. This says the, the, the bracket will go by. The, the, the bracket oh, will go by. They, yeah, they reseed in the NFL. Gotcha. So yeah, you're. I, I saw that too, and I don't know why they made the bracket the way that they did, yeah. which is it's in most years 
I would imagine people knew what they were doing, but with a new playoff format like they have this year, I didn't think they should have done it that way. I think they just should have put the the Packers and the Chiefs like in a different area, just saying first round bye. Yeah. For them. But yeah, they it was very confusing the way they posted the brackets this year. So, right. So the, with that. So there's a revised thing here. So now it says Chiefs will play the lowest seed and then wild card winner versus wild card winner in the in the other game. Right. The, the one thing that the Bills have uh, in their favor, this is going to be the first sporting event in the state of New York that's going to allow fans since the At pandemic first, back in March. Do you figure out how many people they're letting in there? 25%? I, I thought it was less than that. I haven't seen the uh, the overall number on it, but the uh, the Bills are they are letting fans into the, uh, into the game, and they will do so throughout the playoffs as long as they have home games. The Sunday game starts off with the Ravens, at the Titans, I I have no idea where to go on this one. I don't either. Uh, you you kind of you, you think the Titans get the, get the three point advantage being at home. Um, they have fans. They'll they'll have fans in the stadium there. They they do have oh fans yeah, Nash- in Nashville. Oh yeah, COVID doesn't exist in Nashville. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go. God, another tough one. I go Tennessee. I went with Tennessee, too, because the way Derrick Henry's running the ball, yeah. having A.J. Brown out there as the uh, as the weapon that he is with the wide receiver, I just I feel they have more weapons right now than the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson. And I feel like the Titans can run their way through at least one victory, maybe two, in the postseason. And Frank also goes with the uh, with the Titans. It's Claves and Hoff going with the Ravens. Uh, I wish I, I wish we were able to get their thoughts on why they went with certain games the way they did, but that's where they are. Uh, that's where they're going with this one. So I, I, this is our first this is our first true split three two split that we've had in any of these uh, in any of these games. So and I, I have a feeling this will be the only one that is uh, that is split that way. <laughs> So traditionally, you know, the, the Baltimore defense always puts up, you know, they're they're always a force to be reckoned with. But, I mean, it just it, it's really, it's Derrick Henry against that defense and, and who you put your money on. And they're, both teams are 11 and 5. I just, I, I think you have, in the, after the season Derrick Henry had, which could be an MVP caliber season, it, it's just, it's hard not to go with Tennessee. But I, but I understand if you go with Baltimore too. I just the way that Derrick Henry has been running lately, I, I feel like you just you you keep giving him the ball and you let him do his own thing. Here's the Nickelodeon game. This uh, this next one is your Nickelodeon game. That's on Sunday. Many different ways that you can watch football on uh, on Sunday because this the the Baltimore Tennessee game is going to be on both ESPN and ABC. This game on CBS, Amazon Prime, and Nickelodeon. It's Chicago at New Orleans. And you better, you, you bet your ass I'm going to be watching that Nickelodeon feed and seeing exactly how they go about uh, broadcasting a game on Nickelodeon. The Bears at the Saints. Could this be Drew Brees' last postseason in the NFL? Is it, uh, is it, is this the Jim Nance, Tony Romo game? Do we know? Uh, the other one would be Indianapolis at Buffalo. So, yes, I think that Chicago, the Chicago market and the New Orleans ratings, I think they get uh, Nance and Romo. Yes. I wonder why they're having CBS on the NFC games. 
I I have no idea how they go about it at this point. I think it might just be scheduling. Probably. Because I think that's truly what it is, is just by scheduling purposes. Yeah. Is that they get one game this week and maybe Fox gets an extra game next week. Uh, Joe, I go with the Saints. The Bears just, they're, they're, I mean, yeah, they made the playoffs, but they're just, they're not there. I, here is, I, I have enjoyed seeing this debate out of Chicago sports media this week. I, I think, I think Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Bears, has saved his job. Making the playoffs, I feel like he has saved his job. Oh, for sure. Has the GM Ryan Pace saved his job? I, I here is what you, if you are a Bears fan, and the Bears lose this week, if you know that if the Bears lose on Sunday that Ryan Pace gets fired, as a Bears fan, do you want them to win a playoff game, or do you want Ryan Pace fired? Does he get fired if they? If they lose, he only gets fired. How, how, if if we're playing this scenario, he only gets fired if you lose on Sunday. If you win, if the Bears win on Sunday, Ryan Pace gets another year. I mean, how bad's he been? He's made a lot of bad draft picks. He's missed on a lot of guys. He chose Mitch Trubisky over very good quarterbacks. Well, here's the thing: the Bears aren't likely going to win the Super Bowl or even go to the Super Bowl. I say you take your loss and fire your GM on Saturday or Sunday. I, yes. That being said, I feel like the Bears really screw this up and they somehow win on Sunday down in New Orleans and extend Ryan Pace one more season. They backed into the playoffs. Why not just cause all kinds of chaos and win? That's what I want to see. It would be chaotic. Yep. And finally, third time these two teams are playing this year. It's your uh, Sunday night NBC game. It is the Browns at the Steelers. And the, the Browns have already beaten the Steelers once this year, correct? Yes. That's what I thought. So they're one so they're one and one in the year in the in the season. They just beat them last week. Yeah. Who you got? Pittsburgh. They just won 24 to 22. That was a game where the Steelers did not play Ben Roethlisberger. Right. And the Browns had their head coach. The Browns are without their head coach. COVID? Yep. So he will not be coaching. He has said that he understands that he's not allowed to have any part in the game that's the rules he is uh you know that's what he is uh that's what he said he can't even like talk on a radio from from some isolated location no wow so they are not allowing that there's a push to allow it i don't think he's pushing for it though i think it's others that are pushing for it sure so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe something like that does end up happening they give him some sort of uh, they allow that in some way. The Browns have just been too good of a feel-good story this year. I'm going Browns. Are you? This one. Yeah. I'll go like Browns. It. It, 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 it makes sense. It, it could, I mean, 
it could go either way. You know, if only there was some like some kind of like 25th Amendment where they could like change the rules and and get somebody in there that that really needs to be in there. What if it's a bylaw, like a like a relocation bylaw in the NFL, <laughs> where you just kind of go, ah, hey, you know what? These are more just like suggestions rather than actual rules. Right. There's this is just what we think you should do. Yeah, we don't really mean this when we say it. We're just kind of going, eh, you know. But yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, like you said, like like relocation rules. Yeah. We don't really mean those rules. Exactly. Those don't, those don't make a difference. I mean, right. if, you have, if you have a legitimate reason for, for wanting to uh, coach this football team, but the rules don't allow you to, eh. Right. So there you go, as we, <laughs> we, we put the music down. Slowly. Well, I like that song, Joe. It's a good song. I think we went through it at least two, three times during that. That was a long, that was a long extended uh, pick segment. It, it did take a little while. I like it. It's playoff time. It is. It, it, it requires a little more deep thought. Yes. And Joe, I did all of my analysis without any help from anywhere. I noticed that. I noticed that. <laughs> hey, this is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. Andy, you got a car from Munganass Alton Toyota. Tell the listeners all about it. Joe, we got a 2020 Toyota Highlander Platinum Edition, and it is just a wonderful, magical, spaceship-type vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the buying experience with Munganass was great. We, I texted Jamie Burkhardt, the GM over there. GM, I guess, part owner now, too, of, of Munganass Toyota Alton. Yeah. And he said, yeah, we, he gave me a price on a couple of cars, and then he had a salesman uh, text me. He goes, hey, that, those cars are great, but I have this guy here mm. that we're trying to get rid of. What do you think about this? Do you like red? I'm like, we do like red. And uh, we had the deal done, uh, Joe, within, I, I don't know, 12 hours, 24 hours, something like that. It, it, it didn't take long. And we went and picked that car up and drove it home. And it's just, it's been, my wife loves it. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, Munganass Alton Toyota located at 850 Homer Adams Parkway in Alton, Illinois. You can give them a call, 618-208-2400, 618-208-2400. I, and honestly, hey, if you're a listener out there and you contact me telling me you're in the market for a, uh, for a Toyota or, or an Acura, too, or anything from their, from their stores, if you are looking to get a new car, if you contact me any way possible, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, uh, if you contact me, I'll give you Jamie Burkhardt's cell phone number and you can contact him directly and you can get the same, uh, the same service that Andy Hansman did. I will do that for the, uh, for the listeners out there with, uh, Listen, of Kevin weekend Miller. Joe. Yeah. Not doing well, Kevin Miller. What's that? We're not doing that for Kevin Miller though. I might do it for Kevin Miller. I might, it's his birthday week. I might do it for, uh, for Kevin Miller. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so I, I would consider it for, uh, for him. Hey, we take a, uh, we take a break. When we come back, Jeff Goodman, he is with stadium.com. We're going to talk a little college hoops with him. We're going to talk Mizzou. We're going to talk Illinois. We're going to talk SLU. We're going to talk about the tournament being in the state of Indiana this year, the bubble in Indiana for all of the uh, 67 games that they are doing. We, we talk about it all with him. And then Matt Miller, the NFL draft scout, coming up after that. It's a very busy show. Uh, two really good guests here to kick off the first real show of 2021 right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, here on ClabesOnline.com. Recent events have shown that life can turn in an instant. 
This has caused many people to realize that estate planning is essential. The Inskip Law Firm is here to help with everything from trust and wills to power of attorney, deeds, and probate. They have systems in place to service your needs without having to have an in-person consultation, flat fees so that you know what you're paying ahead of time, and they make the whole process easy. Call now, 314-818-0344. Just a quick chat and you decide together what services are right for your situation. That's the Inskip Law Firm, I-N-S-K-I-P. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganash St. Louis Acura, Munganash Alton Toyota, here on ClaibsOnline.com. As we, uh, well, we're into January, which means we're, we're a few weeks away from March and uh, big news uh, on the uh, tournament uh, side of things with March Madness. So figured we'd talk about that and talk about a few of the local teams with a man that covers college hoops from the stadium. We welcome in Jeff Goodman. What's going on, Jeff? How are you? I am well. I'm well. It's, uh, you know, been a weird season, but, uh, you know, the weirdest part for me is not traveling at all. You know, like that. Usually I'm on the road like crazy uh, starting in, in November. And uh, I did about four days at Mohegan Sun for the, the Bubbleville event. And after that, I haven't gotten to a game. Man, that I, I mean, you know, I've it's been weird. Like I'm coming up I, about a month from now from covering any events at all for about the past year. Is I think middle of February. Yeah. Spring training for the Cardinals last year is the last time I covered anything in person. I can't imagine for a guy that, that does that for a living and bounces around to so many places. I mean, no, no preseason practices, none of these tournaments Nothing. and stuff like that. So first, I mean, you, you got to do the Bubbleville event and you've seen some of the coverage or you've seen some of the ways that teams, schools, conferences have gone about everything. How do you feel the NCAA and these conferences have handled all the COVID protocols this year? Um, inconsistently. And, and, and that's my biggest problem. And I know it's hard to try to uh, get some universal um, testing, but I think that that would have been the way to go. Like, for instance, I, I'm, I'm in the process right now of kind of tracking uh, each school and if they've had a shutdown since the season began. And the Big Ten by far has done the best job in terms of, of not having shutdowns. I think Penn State was the first shutdown this week. Um, and they'll shut down for – they'll pause for a few days. But other than that, no, nobody has paused. They haven't missed any any practices, you know, lengthy, maybe one here or there. But um, they've done a great job because they're testing every day. They are testing every single day, where some of the other leagues are testing three times a week, and they just have, have different protocols. Like in the ACC, you look at it, and Florida State shut down now. Georgia Tech's uh, pausing now. Louisville's been, you know, had a pause. NC State's had one. Syracuse, Virginia's had two. Wake's had about 24 days when they haven't practiced. So you've just got all sorts of inconsistencies with that, which leads me to my next point, which is, and I know you want to talk about this a little bit, how hard it's going to be for the NCAA uh, committee to judge. Because, frankly, you, you're, not, you're not apples to apples. And – a lot of it is just timing, right? You come off a, a, a you know, 14-day pause. Well, you know you're not going to be very good for the most part. Like, Duke hasn't played, you know, in like three weeks. Like, how good are they going to be 
coming back from a three-week pause. They're not going to be great. So in their, if they play a team that, for instance, hasn't had a pause and they not as good a team, but they haven't had a break, like, probably not going to win. It's and, and we'll we'll get to that with the committee stuff, especially right now. Slew is in the middle of of a pause right now. No games scheduled for I think at least the next five days, and they haven't sure. played in well over a week. But when when you talk about that and the Big Ten doing such a good job, it, it's a little crazy to think of that because with football, see things seemed like such a mess. And you even yes. look at the football side of things. We're not sure if the national championship game is going to get played on Monday right now because of the issues at Ohio State. And we know how we know how teams and how athletes, you know, how they mingle on campus. It's got to be so hard to keep them all away from each other, sharing cer- certain facilities or at least crossing paths. And with the issues right now at Ohio State, it is surprising that nothing has trickled over to the basketball program. Yeah, I think um, I think part of it was they realized they kind of screwed up with football, you know, and and, and waited too long, and they weren't going to do it again. They were going to make sure with basketball. At least, again, they were going to test. I think that's the biggest key here is is they're able to kind of test out of a pause, in a sense. Think about it. If you've got one guy who tests positive, a lot of programs are shutting down for 14 days. That's it. They're done. Everybody's done. With the Big Ten, it's, okay, you got one guy who, who tests positive. Everybody else tests every day. And unless you test positive, life goes on. And so, I mean, we're, we're talking slew now. They, have, they haven't played a game since I, I had it up here uh, just a second ago. They haven't played since uh, it was December 23rd. December 23rd. Yeah, yeah the last December time they 23rd. played. The next yeah. game on their schedule that isn't postponed as of right now is January 15th. You're talking, I mean, you're talking three weeks at least. Yeah. For a team like SLU, which somehow during during a quarantine made it into the top twenty-five, but when you when they come back, I mean that Atlantic Ten is not an easy conference. First of all, to play in, and SLU travels more than anybody in that conference. How does a committee look at this? With I mean, they're not going to make up those five games, are they? Or are they at least going to try at some point? Have they have they announced anything as far as that goes? They haven't because you've got to align too. You got to find somebody that again has those dates that are open. I think a lot of it comes down to you know, um, at that time if okay you, you're you're canceled, somebody else cancels. Okay, all right, we got an open uh, date. The hard part is again, and you look at their schedule. There's not a lot of openings there. You don't want to be playing, you know, three games in in five days or something like that if you're if you're Salu. So. You know, where do you have that gap? Like, what what everybody should have happened was the NCAA should have pushed back the tournament till May. If they had done that, you would have had a buffer. You would have had a lot more time. So if somebody did, for instance, Lou goes through this, um, you know you've got a bunch of time in March, even in April, that you could fill in another five games. Because everybody's going to have – I mean, I'm looking at it now. I would say – Yes, by the end of the season, two-thirds of the teams are going to have a, a pause of some, whether it's seven days, 10 days, 14 days. So when you come back from that, you're not hell-bent on rushing back if you know you've got until May to play the NCAA tournament. That's where they screwed up. But, you know, again, hey, it's all about money and TV, and I'm sure CBS and Turner wanted to keep March Madness, right? And if that's the case, if they if they want to do that, and it is, they have the channels to put these games on. 
instead of making the committee decide on 68 teams, why not open it up? Why, why not make it, you know, why not make more you're the teams? K guy? Look at you. You're, 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 you're behind the K theory of let everybody play in the tournament. Not you're, everybody, not everybody. You know, I'm, so I'm a Western Illinois yeah. grad. I, I would have, okay. I would love to see them in the tournament once in my lifetime, but sure. you know, not like this. Okay. I want them to earn that at some <laughs> point and have to beat South Dakota yeah. state in the, in the summit league to yeah. go there. That's how yeah. I want them to get in not just all 256 teams get in. I would like it at some point, but why not? I said make... 96. I would have gone 96 this year. Why I would have done 96. You, you have, yeah. They have the gyms. Yep. They have the time. They have the channels. Well, just... you know why? You know why? Because what it does is it's hard enough to bring in 68 and worry about the testing and every kid um, doing the right thing when they're in, in Indiana, whether it's Indianapolis or going to Purdue, going to Bloomington for games. I think they feel like you're just going to add um, more teams, more players, more issues, more potential issues. So yeah. I think they're, they're going to try to keep it at 68. To me, I, I think that's what they're going to end up doing. That's what Dan Gavitt told me back in the summer. So how do you decide – between that 68th and 69th team, if if one of those teams missed a game that could have been one of those bubble buster games, I, how I mean, how does the committee go into that room on that day and make a decision like that where you know it's going to come up? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to again, you know. The hard part this year is is what are you going by, right? Like you're you're looking right now at at some of these numbers. They just came out with a net this past week. The the NCAA's new kind of metric to to um, rank teams, and it's all over the place. You know, what do you do with like again with Duke that's only played a few games right now? And and you know, I I said something to Dan Gavitt earlier in the year because they had a, a kind of a rule that you had to play at least 13 games to be eligible for the tournament this year. And I said to him straight out, I said, what, what, what if Duke only plays 12? And, uh, and, and he said, well, there, there's a waiver. There's a waiver process they can do January 1st that anybody can do. I'm like, yeah, the Duke waiver rule. That's what we're going to call it. If, if Duke doesn't play 13, and I said at Kentucky at that time too, but Kentucky stinks now. So there'll be no Kentucky waiver rule. They can play in the, uh, the CIT or something like that this year. Yeah, you, you know, you make exceptions for Ohio State in football. You make exceptions right. for Duke in, in basketball. Yeah, it of makes sense. Of course. They bring in money, right? I mean, <laughs> right. Let's, let's be honest. It's all about the money. And, yeah, Northwestern and Indiana and, and whatever schools in the ACC yeah. can get pissed off about it. But, you know, in the end, it, it makes sense. And they, they'll eventually understand it, right? No, no question about it. No question. It, there, there isn't any concern, though. I mean, unless Slew comes back from uh, from this shutdown yeah. and just plays awful basketball, I mean, there's there's no concern for a school like Slew right now, right? Concern for what? Making what the mean? tournament, making that field of sixty-eight. Yeah, I mean, listen. The, the hard part is here. Here's the problem: the A10 has been really bad. Okay, like like you're looking at Dayton; they just lost to Fordham this week. Uh, Richmond, who I thought was going to be fantastic has slipped up a little bit uh, recently. So now you're talking about slew. If you, any loss you have in the league, you start losing a few games, people are going to crush you for it. The A-10 just, you know, it, it's got uh, – it doesn't have the juice that it had a few years ago or even last year 
uh, when, when Dayton was, was rolling. So I, I think that's your biggest issue right now if you're the A-10. You've got VCU that's done a good job this year and, and really surprised some people. They were picked towards the bottom half of the league going into this year. I think SLU will be fine because I think they're good enough. But, again, everything's timing, and are your best players going to be okay? Are they – you know, do they test positive? And then all bets are off. It has been, I mean, it's been so exciting at least to cover basketball here virtually this season. What I think this yeah. week was the first time I think I saw since 1994 that Mizzou, Illinois, and SLU were all ranked in the top 25. Wow. Knowing how good those teams have been throughout the past 25 years, it is a yeah. little crazy to think that it's been that long since all three found themselves within that, that ranking. It's just hard, like, timing-wise, right? Like, and, and again – yeah, they're good, but like, give me another year right now where you don't. I don't have in my top twenty-five. I don't have Kentucky. I don't have Duke. I don't have Michigan State. I don't have UCLA. I don't have Arizona. Uh, actually, I have Arizona now, like twenty-three, twenty-four. Um, so many of the blue bloods, Virginia's not in it, are down this year, and, and you wonder how much of that is just due to the pandemic. Like I think Kentucky, they're not great, but I think those young teams like Duke and Kentucky really got hurt this past summer because that's time that those guys need to be able to build chemistry to learn the basics when they're on campus where a team like SLU they don't they don't need that as much everybody was back you know so they're 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 fine like they don't they don't need to learn where to go for for classes and some obviously there are some places that you're not even going to class this year so everything was just so different this year and I, I feel like being young hurt even more than usual so you think it's the reason that most of those teams, a Duke and teams like that, are focused so much on those incoming freshmen, those incoming All-Americans that didn't have the time? You think that's why they're having a down year this year? I think it's a part of it, yes. I think if you looked at it, and I haven't done the study of, of again, inexperience, especially freshmen, um, some transfers, but, but really more freshmen, I think if you look at it closely, you'll find teams – um, that have more freshmen this year are probably struggling more than those. You know, again, listen, look at the top three teams right now. Top three teams are Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, um, and Texas. And Texas is four. All four of those bring back, all, you know, most of their team from a year ago. Like Jalen Suggs is new for Gonzaga. The whole Villanova team pretty much is back other than Sadiq Bay. The whole Baylor team is back other than – uh, one or two guys. So, yeah, I think I think having continuity um, this year means more than ever. All right, so so that being said, let's look at Mizzou, Illinois, and SLU. If we're playing a game of 21, yep. you have Jordan Goodwin, Jeremiah yep. Tillman, and uh, Io DeSonu. Who, who, who wins that game? Yeah, Io. Io wins that game, no problem. Like, I, I think, again, I love Jordan Goodwin, and, and – Tillman's a big. He doesn't win that game. He gets his ass whooped. <laughs> um, I'm not stopping Io, and, and I don't know how many people are stopping Io in space. Like, that's the thing with Io. Like, he's so big, strong, athletic. Um, it, it's surprising. I talked to a bunch of NBA guys this past week. I did my first kind of big board, top 30 players for the, for the draft. And I thought they would have a little bit higher um, – you know, thought of, of him than they do. I, I think most guys told me they thought he'd be somewhere in the 15 to 25 range. I thought he'd have a chance to go lottery, and I think he still does, but he's been so good this year. 
And he's been better with his decision-making and, and a lot better with his three-point shooting. And those are the two areas that really a lot of NBA guys worry about with him. And, you know, the fact that he came back for his junior year, too, that, yeah. that he could have been drafted. Smart but move, like, though. Yeah, Smart late move. first, early second round. And yeah. on top of that, I mean, you talk about the development for these young freshmen on some of these campuses, how much, you know, he would have been hurt by not having those training camps totally. in the NBA this past year. He really does seem like one of those guys that you see shoot up a draft board yep. by what he can do in March and making a making a run, playing a, you know, one full weekend or into that second weekend in March. No, 100%. And people thought – I talked to Brad Underwood um, this offseason, and he said that. He was like, listen, if they had the NCAA tournament last year and, and a lot of those NBA guys got to see Io on the biggest stage, make big shots, then he probably wouldn't have come back. No, that – Makes sense. So when you look at the, you know, this March and you talked about, you know, you didn't get the, you got the cover of the Bubbleville event. I imagine you're planning on being there somewhere in Indiana to cover that. Are you, are you looking for like with the news coming out of it? Are you looking forward to yeah. driving all around the state of Indiana for that month? So I am because I've always done that. Like I, I, I'm the guy who's generally up until the last couple of years, I've gone to a different site every day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I've tried to go to four different sites in four days Ooh. if I can do it. Right. And that meant that meant drives, long drives throughout the night. That meant early flights, connecting, whatever it was. So, yeah, for me, I miss that. Like, I miss that rush. And I don't want to be sitting around listening to a press conference somewhere uh, on an off day. I want to be watching games. So, for me, I actually think – it's going to be awesome because can I like, I don't know. Can I just literally drive around town um, and, and, and get to like, you know, four games every day for like a week straight. Like how great would that be, you know, to try to figure that thing out and map it out. And I, I just don't know how it's going to look for the media. I have no idea. So I'm, I'm consciously optimistic that we'll be allowed to go. And, and, but if I'm honestly, if I'm them, I'm not sure I would even – like, I've said this all year. I wouldn't have let media into anything this year. Just because I feel like – just get the games. Forget yeah. fans. Forget media. Just get the games. And, 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 again, cut down on the amount of potential issues. So, why would you let a media person come to practice? Why would you – I mean, I guess, like, for a game, you want to walk in a door, you want to stay up top, and you have no interaction with anybody close to, to, to the, the programs. I, I get that, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm torn like Villanova's playing UConn up here in, in my neck of the woods in, in, in a week or so. And I don't know if the game's going to go up or not, but I'm torn whether to go or not. I want to go, but like, how much am I going to get out of it also? I'm going to end up doing probably post game zoom anyway, from, from up in the, you know, the rafters or something. Um, so is it worth it? And that's, yeah, I mean, with that, with baseball, you know, missing out on baseball and getting to be there in person, I get it. You know, most of that stuff you can watch on TV, but yeah. I felt like for guys that are, are really into the football and basketball, you need to see everything that's going on. Not just with the cameras Bells. showing you, you need to see yeah. the benches totally. that aren't on, on the screen at that time. You need to see what's happening. All, you, you need to see more than what the cameras are showing you being there in person. 100%. No, 100%. Listen, I get my best stuff. I get not only watching the games, but going to the locker rooms after the games. That's where I get all my all my information. That's where I get, you know, 
uh, a ton of stuff. And so it, it's definitely affected me and how I do my job. But uh, I will say I don't I don't miss traveling like crazy like I usually do. It, like it's kind of nice being home. I'm not sure my wife would agree because uh, I'm <laughs> home probably a little bit too much for her. Uh, but it's it's yeah, I, listen, I'm getting a little bit older. So uh, less travel is probably a good thing. <laughs> what uh, I know you're doing the stuff with uh, stadium. You got the podcast yeah. with Robbie Hummel. Um, yeah. He's he's once again in his senior season at Purdue, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, he's like 31. Um, I, I joke with him all the time that like he, he was the oldest college basketball player in the history of the game. But Rob Robbie's awesome. Does a great job on ESPN, Big Ten Network. We do a podcast every week. And uh, it's been fun because I've known Rob since he was probably 15 years old. So it's cool to do. We just had uh, Andrew Jones on this week, uh, Texas guard, who dealt uh, – he, he battled leukemia a couple years ago. And he talked about that and uh, Shaka Smart's new hair and, uh, uh, and also uh, the fact that they're a top-five team right now. It's, it's, it's awesome. It was a great – he's matured so much. If you, if you really want to see a kid – and he'll admit it, like how immature he was when he came in as a one and done, all about himself for the most part and his numbers and his stats and getting the league. And now it's just all about team. And it's, it's just cool to see. Really cool. Well, awesome. Uh, you could follow uh, you could follow Jeff on Twitter. I, I had it up here. I just took it away. It's uh, at Goodman Hoops at Goodman Hoops. You could follow Jeff Goodman there on Twitter for all of the, uh, uh, you're, you're posting, I mean, every day you're, you're posting the game, which is nice because this year it's so weird with the scheduling. And now that we're in conference play, it's a little, it's a little more, I guess, scheduled. It's a little, uh, I'm trying to think of the, it's, it's easier to follow right now, but just, yeah, everything, you know, that you've missed the night before, look forward to the night, uh, the upcoming night is right there on your Twitter feed. And Jeff, we, we appreciate the time you've given us and hopefully we can, we can talk again in a, uh, in a few weeks as we get closer to March and we have an idea of what, uh, what that bubble in the state of Indiana is going to look like. <laughs> now I appreciate you having me uh, stay safe and uh, keep doing a good job. Thank you very much, Jeff. You got it, man. Take care. And uh, we'll talk soon. Jeff Goodman of Stadium with us here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. Also sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body, Collinsville Auto Body at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Hey, if uh, anything, you know, unfavorable happens to you in the new year, you, you get into that accident, uh, bad weather takes its toll on uh, on your car, anything that, that might happen over the next uh, few weeks or so while the weather is uh, is rough out there, Council Auto Body will help you take care of it, uh, get you in and out fast, help you with that car rental uh, if you need that, and they work with most insurance providers too to get you back on the road fast. Again, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville is where you can find Collinsville Auto Body, longtime sponsor here of uh, of all things that I've been doing on the uh, on the air and podcasts and whatnot. Uh, love the guys over there at Collinsville Auto Body. Hey, this is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. We'll be back with the NFL Draft Scout, Matt Miller, coming your way next, right here on ClabesOnline.com. <laughs> 
This is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, have you thought about uh, buying or selling your home here in St. Louis? Well, Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker, he can help you out in doing so. Been selling and buying homes for well, a few decades now. You can call him at 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. That's Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. The NFL regular season is over. A few, well, just one more game in the college football schedule. So uh, let's talk all things football with the NFL draft scout himself. He is Matt Miller, and he joins us now. Matt, what's going on? Not much good. Not much, man. Excuse me. It's good to see you again. Uh, it's been too long since, uh, since we've been able to talk. It's usually a radio row thing, you know. We, right. we get together so it's about there, this time of year. and yeah. you know, it's it, that's not happening for anybody this uh, this year, unfortunately. So we'll we'll go a few weeks earlier. But I wanted, I mean, that, you put it out there, and I, I saw it. Uh, I saw you promoting it for a while. You have a brand new website coming. You were with Bleacher Report, and now you're you're kind of going off on your own. Yeah, that's kind of the way of the world right now. It feels like, man. And and after ten years of Bleacher Report, I I made the decision last summer. I knew I was gonna let my contract expire and, and choose not to, to hop back in. I'm super appreciative of everything they let me do over the last decade and thought we built something really cool there. But as happens, you kind of feel like you've done everything you can do at a place, right? And so opportunity presented itself to go out on my own and, and start over in some ways. And so I'm having fun with it. It's uh, officially launches February 11th, and it's going to launch with a seven-round mock draft. So it's going to come out guns blazing, super crazy seven-round mock draft, and I'm sure everyone will be – uh, very happy with who their team picks. And for people that don't know the backstory on on Matt Miller on the NFL Draft Scout, I know we we've talked about it. You and I have talked about it before. You, I mean, this is all this whole idea and everything that you've done. You've you've been kind of self self uh, motivated your entire career when it comes to doing uh, doing this. Yeah, you know, I started at Bleacher Report in 2010, and I was working in marketing, and this was just something I did on the side, something I'd loved since I was in high school, and had pieced together my own website that had a, a nice little gorilla following. And when Bleacher Report popped up on my radar, I applied and, and they just kind of brought that into the fold. And 10 years later, it's, it became a crazy, you know, dream job basically for me. And so I'm excited though to, like you said, I, I feel like I'm kind of an entrepreneur at heart. I'm excited to get back and, and do my own thing. What happens when you work at a big company like a Bleacher Report is that ultimately you do lose some control about what you can do, you know, because they have a lot of other great writers there and, you know, you don't get to take Howard Beck's space, nor should you, you know? So when you have guys like that, that you're, you know, working with some of your stuff, well, Hey, we only need this once a week or we only need this once every other week. And, and it, it gets lost a little bit. So I'm excited to get back to writing every day. I'm excited to get back to really covering the draft and the NFL and college football, the way that, that I've always wanted to. And so you know, when I started a decade ago, it was I was writing twice a day, and then it got to where I was writing twice a week. And so I missed that grind of actually chasing down stories and watching film and scouting guys all the time. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I, the, the big question right now is, is going to be with that number one pick. We, we know the Jags have it. Trevor Lawrence, it's been known for years, it feels like. It's been known for three years that Trevor Lawrence was going to be the first pick in the 2021 draft, no matter who had that number one pick should one yep. game 
like January 1st change anything? I mean, is there a GM out there who is dumb enough to skip him over? <laughs> you would hope not, but these guys are human beings, right? And they, we, we saw Blake Bortles get picked third overall by this franchise once. So I would say no. I don't think so. This has been – you know, since the day he signed at Clemson, Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft. In that one game, there were some fumbles in the second half. I don't, I don't think that one game was definitely not alarming enough to change anyone's opinion about Trevor Lawrence. It's not one of those things that you uh, it completely could kill a guy's stock. His offensive line wasn't very good. What he was able to do this year with, you know, his best receiver, Justin Ross, missing the year, with Travis Etienne being banged up at times, it was still exceptional in my opinion. So I think the NFL learned their lesson watching Deshaun Watson fall to 12 overall coming out of Clemson. And I don't let that happen again. So Trevor Lawrence will be the first pick. The real intrigue starts at number two with the Jets on the clock or the option to trade that pick. And when you look at the past few years, and if I skip a year, I apologize, but we're going Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, those guys going into their season, their college season, they were not expected to be the number one overall pick, and they played their way up to that. Has there been a player like a Trevor Lawrence who you knew three years out that he was going to be, even two years out that you knew he was going to be that number one pick? Yeah, just Andrew Luck. And again, I've been doing this a long time, man. And Andrew Luck's the only one. You know, even you go back to like Jared Goff, there was a lot of talk about Jared Goff. People really liked him, but. You know, he kind of struggled a little bit in that last year at Cal. There were some up and down moments, and there was a conversation. Maybe it should be Carson Wentz. So there really hasn't been since Andrew Luck, someone that we knew years out. Because there have been people who were, as a true freshman, remember Josh Rosen, Christian Hackenberg, Logan Thomas, if you want to go way back in the day. Guys who as freshmen were tabbed as, okay, if he builds on that, this could be really special. The problem is those guys didn't build on it. And so the diff- with Trevor Lawrence is that, he actually played up to the expectations. He's as good as everyone said he was. Uh, that just hasn't happened in quite some time. So, you know, for me, it's Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence are the, the two best quarterbacks that I've evaluated coming out of college. And, and that's why I don't think there should be any debate. He should be the first pick. And you, as you go through, you know, every, every, every pick after that, well, first, I mean, that's, this is what, four years in a row now that a number one, a quarterback's going to go number one, yeah, or is it, does it go 2017. back to Miles Garrett went in 2017, so oh. it's – So you have I mean, all these – I feel like back – I mean, and now all these quarterbacks that are in the playoffs, too, these number one overall picks. What Absolutely. is it, three or four number one overall pick quarterbacks are in the, in the playoffs? And being here in St. Louis and having the memories of Sam Bradford, it doesn't feel like those number one overall pick quarterbacks go to the playoffs all the time in their career. Right, because we have the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady era that we've lived in, right, right. where those guys dominate. Drew but Brees. you're right, and you know, right, and you know, Kyler Murray just barely missed this year being in the playoffs. So the the Cardinals were really close. It is, it, it's so valuable, and especially with you know the implementation of the rookie wage scale, even as a number one pick, you still that's affordable. You still want that for five years. You can have somebody who's kind of roster controlled and salary controlled. So. Uh, it really allows you to build a team around it. And I think that, that's what makes Jacksonville exciting because they've had multiple first-round picks in previous years where last year they get C.J. Henderson and Caleb on Chase on in the first round. They also find a stud running back uh, in James Robinson as an unrestricted free agent. So they have a lot of building blocks that Trevor Lawrence, you know, no, they're not going to walk in and have this immediate day one turnaround. But there's a lot there to work with. And they have two first-round picks this year that makes that pretty exciting. So not only can they get Trevor Lawrence, they can, you know, come back around at the end of the first round with that pick uh, from the Los Angeles Rams and target, you know, a left tackle. They can target a defensive lineman or or whatever it might be. 
When you look at these jobs, what, six GM jobs open right now, six head coaching jobs open right now in yeah. the NFL, and you look at where, they, where they're drafting, what pick they have, and how much salary cap they have to play with, which job – I think we can assume what Texans are off the board as far as being the worst job available with the money right. they have and the lack of picks. What, what job's the best? I think it's the Los Angeles Chargers. I do. And, and before Anthony Lynn got fired, I would have said it's absolutely the Jacksonville Jaguars because you have a lot of money and you get Trevor Lawrence plus that extra first rounder. With the Chargers, you have Justin Herbert and you have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray, who they picked in the first round last year. You have a really, really good foundation there. They won their last four games. They showed promise at the end of the year. And I think they would have won, you know, five or six more games was it not for some questionable coaching and injuries so if they can stay healthy and get someone who manages the game a little bit better this team has a chance to compete in an AFC West that is pretty good Patrick Mahomes plays there so a pretty good division right so but I would I would go after that not only that you have a brand new stadium in SoFi you got a great situation in LA ownership's a little dicey but a really good general manager in Tom Telesco so I think the Chargers job is definitely the most attractive because you and I can sit here and talk about Trevor Lawrence for 10 minutes and how great he's going to be. He's still a draft prospect. There's still a question mark of what he's going to be. We just saw Justin Herbert break rookie passing records, and he didn't even play all year. So that's a little bit more of a proven commodity. You know what you're going to get in Justin Herbert, uh, and we kind of know the expectation level of what he can be. With Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, it's a toss-up. And so I think that's why the Chargers job for me uh, would be a little bit more intriguing than that Jaguars one. And you look at, you know, you mentioned what, what Justin Herbert did in his rookie season. Joe Burrow looked like he was he was set to be another, uh, you know, before he got hurt, he was set to yeah. have another very good rookie season. He wasn't going to be a bust. But you then you see, as you look at the development of some of these quarterbacks, Carson Wentz seemed to be a, a, a not, you know, can't mm. miss. And now we're not right. sure what's going to happen with him next year. How how far into these quarterback careers are you are you looking before you can decide whether or not they the, the team made the right call? It's tough because people want that answer immediately. You know, they want that answer uh, week one. And right now, you know, we're seeing it with Carson Wentz. We're seeing it with Tua in Miami. People are already talking about maybe he's not the guy after starting half a season. So it is tough. I, I still subscribe to the three-year rule. Now, I do think there are exceptions. We watched Patrick Mahomes play year two. He threw 50 touchdowns to his league MVP. Okay, he's going to be pretty good. We know what that is. Justin Herbert, we saw play, you know, what, 12 games this year, I think, 10 or 12 games. You know he's going to be pretty good. You, you know what the floor and the ceiling is there. But there are other guys. You know, you mentioned Baker Mayfield earlier. I, I think until this year, a lot of people are ready to see him leave Cleveland. He gets the right head coach in there. He gets a little bit of support, you know, with uh, bringing in guys through the draft, Jedrick Wills. They get Jack Conklin, a right tackle and things take off and you're a playoff team. So it's weird. There's this balance between you have to know when it's time to move on, but you also want to be patient enough that you're giving these quarterbacks a chance to grow. I think that's the deal with Tua. Let's, let's give him a little bit of time, put some weapons around him and see what happens. But I think you can see flashes and you know, you know, something's there. And I think even Baker showed those as a rookie you know, last year was a little rough with the interceptions, but now that there's continuity, he's playing at a high level. And I, I think you can look at, quite a few guys, honestly, you know, Lamar Jackson, you put some stability around him. He's an MVP last year. So that's a, a big key with trying to determine which of these quarterbacks are actually good. You know, it's like, we all know who the good ones are. Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they're pretty good. Deshaun Watson. But then there's that group of like, are, are these guys winnable quarterbacks? Can you win a Super Bowl with them? Can they win games for you uh, when other things don't go well? That's kind of the harder determination to make. 
You are the NFL draft scout and you have the, uh, the seven round mock draft coming up on February 11th, but we have six games, playoff games this weekend as a, just a fan of football. How, how excited are you for this? Yeah, very, because not only that, then we have Monday night national championship game. So three straight days of just awesome football, seven games are going to be a lot of fun. And, and I actually think this is one of the better playoff round uh, wildcard rounds we've seen in quite some time with only one by week or one by team uh, makes a big, big difference. So, I mean, you're getting those matchups, you know, Colts bills. That's, that's a huge game with one great defense against one offense looks unstoppable right now. So it's, it's going to be big. Like you said, even right now, I'm technically just a football fan until February 11th. So it's, it's going to be fun to just watch Ravens Titans, you know, throw back to last year when the Titans upset Baltimore. Uh, There's going to be a lot of games like that where you just get excited as a fan to watch these, these two people compete. Do you like the the only the the top seed getting the buy? Do you I mean now that we're now that we're yeah, there? Do you like that. that? Yeah, I also think like that's a big deal. It should be it should be rewarded, you know. And this is nice. I, I think it also worked out well, you know. Kind of unfortunately, in a year where we had a pandemic, where it's like okay, this is a really big benefit to that one team that gets the extra week off. So uh, I think it it does reward that champion from the conference really well. Um, and it's going to make things a little more interesting because it just flips the seating around so much in round two potentially as well. But uh, I think the, you know, this group of six games that we get over the weekend is going to be super competitive. I know the spread on some of these games is pretty wild, but they all look like they're going to be competitive to me. It, it always seems that way too. It always seems like you get that one first round matchup where that's a double digit spread and you, you wonder how right. you got there in the postseason. but right. Bear saints, you know, it's like, uh, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. On Nickelodeon too, by the way. That's right. I can't wait for the, the slime on Drew Brees. It's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how they go about uh, giving a, get, putting a game on Nickelodeon. Did you go to any Chiefs games this year? Um, yeah, I went to one. Uh, I went to um, the Raiders game, the second Raiders game. And it was, uh, it was a little different. It was cold. It was very cold. But it was a, it was a good time. And uh, I think that they did a great job of making you feel safe. Like you're sitting yeah. in a group, you know, just the people you came in with. There were five of us. Uh, and or excuse me, six of us, and you're not able to sit with anyone else. It's that's your group, and, and you're stuck there, right? And you're wearing your mask all the time, and so you're able to socially distance and, and feel safe about it, but you're still getting that Arrowhead atmosphere. So that makes it a little bit more fun, you know, when you, okay, like I can, I can relax for three hours because I feel, I feel like this is a comfortable environment. So uh, hats off to them. They did a great job with it this year. And I can imagine, too, I mean, you're, you're getting to do this, and as you feel safe, you're, you know, it's – it's like, you know, the first time we get to go to a concert or something after this, you know, it's one of those where it's like, I, I can't believe I'm finally getting to do this again. Yeah. That first Royals game will be very, very sweet for me. I, I've already been looking at the calendar, waiting for major league baseball to tell us, you know, what, what's going to happen and, and, you know, see where the you know, city is Kansas city is at that point. But uh, it is, it's exciting. I think after all being cooped up in our homes for you know, going on 10 months, that first moment, like you said, first concert, I, I feel like I talk about that every day. That first concert where you're, it's nice outside and you got a beer in your hand and your favorite band's on the stage. That's going to be a moment none of us ever forget. Oh, God, yeah. I, by the way, you mentioned uh, when you threw out the request that you were open for uh, for podcast and radio interviews, you threw on the uh, the bourbon thing with that. I, I don't, I don't, do, <laughs> I don't do bourbon. I don't do brown alcohol. But I had a friend. I, I had mentioned the idea of screwball whiskey to a friend of mine and he went out and got a bottle and he said, all right, let's give it a try. Have you tried it yet? Have you tried the screwball have, whiskey? Yeah, I, the big thing is, did you like it? I really did. I, I, I drank a glass of it. I mean, I, I, I had a glass of it. It burned like hell, 
but mm-hmm. <laughs> for for a non whiskey drinker, I mean, I you know I expected that, but I could not believe how much it actually tasted like peanut butter. It it really does. That's the key. And so um, I know a lot of people. You know, I live in, in Southwest Missouri. It's a it's a big mixer here because whatever you would ever want to mix with peanut butter, you you get that. So it it does taste a lot like peanut butter. You're right. I don't I don't particularly love peanut butter, so. Um, it's kind of around here. If you like lose a bet, need to do a shot. It's a pretty safe one. You know, it's like, okay, I'll do that. You know, fireball and screwball are your, your, you know, easy ways out when you lose a bet in Joplin, Missouri. So what are you, wait, what are you mixing? What are you mixing it with to go with peanut butter? What, what other stuff out there could you mix a, a, the whiskey with? Uh, I know people are, well, I mean, you're like with cider. So you get like a, an apple cider. So it's like a spiked peanut butter and apple kind of okay. thing. Okay. Um, a lot of Irish coffee here. So you just get your coffee in the morning, pour some screwball on it, and you've got a, an Irish coffee with a little bit of a peanut butter taste. I, I so might have we're to. We're probably alcoholics to. after this pandemic. <laughs> 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 like if I'm giving you those recipes, yeah. It's, you know. I might have to revisit that with the, uh, with the apple cider. That, does, that, sounds like a, uh, yeah. that sounds like a good mix. I've only had it with coffee as a mixer. Uh, we, we used to do – I do a radio show in Joplin two to four every day, and we, but we used to do it Saturday mornings. And so there were some Saturday mornings that, you know, you're not feeling great. You're a little tired after the night before. So you get a cup of coffee and, and put a little of that in there. And it, it, it definitely works. By the way, being down there in, uh, in Joplin, um, you know, is Missouri Tiger country. Your thoughts on Eli Drinkwitz's uh, first year? You know, I thought he did a really good job given the circumstances. You know, it's still it's, – it's SEC football. It's, it's really hard. And I think the big key is that he's getting, he's getting the players that he needs in there to win. And so I think this offense is going to be really fun once they, once they get acclimated. And, you know, that might – it might not even be 21. It might be 22 before that happens just with, you know, how uh, the state of college football is right now. But I'm a big believer in him. I think he's a heck of a coach um, and has had success at every stop. So I – firmly believe that he's going to be able to get things you know you never want to say with Mizzou that like I mean they're never going to be a perennial SEC power but if he can replicate what he did at App State they're going to be able to surprise people and I I think that's what you want as a Mizzou fan is can we be consistently a bowl team can we make some noise within our conference and within our division and then can you pull some upsets and I, I think that Drinkwitz will be able to do that. That's Matt Miller. Matt, uh, thank you so much. February 11th is the launch of the new website, NFLDraftScout.com. Seven-round mock draft coming our way? Yes, sir. Seven-round mock draft, the morning of February 11th. It's going to be a good time. All right. Thank you very much, Matt. You bet, buddy. Have a great day. That's Matt Miller, the NFL Draft Scout, joining us here on Klabe's Online Weekend. Joe, driven by Munganast St. Louis Acura and Munganast Alton Toyota, also sponsored by the InSkip Law Firm. Hey, the website, inskiplaw.com. That's I-N-S-K-I-P-L-A-W.com. Uh, Corey Inskip, an experienced estate planning attorney who is able to assist you with any of that estate planning that you might have. If you uh, care about how your assets will be divided up upon your death, estate planning is a necessary consideration. Corey Inskip can assist with a variety of estate planning needs, including drafting wills, creating trust or appointing a power of attorney and more. You can find him online at inskiplaw.com. That's I-N-S-K-I-P-Law.com. Or give him a call at 314-818-0344. That's 314-818-0344 to receive your free consultation today. This is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClabesOnline.com. Take a break. 
back with Crack Slippers to wrap things up with me and Andy right here. ClaybsOnline.com. You're listening to Weekend Joe now on ClaybsOnline.com, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, also sponsored by the Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Sponsor of, uh, well, my many shows on many different platforms for about 10 years now. Collinsville Auto Body, they'll work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. That's 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville, Collinsville Auto Body. And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, at ClavesOnline.com, each and every day, it is this day in St. Louis sports history. Check it out. We've been doing it since uh, really the end of March. What Cardinals opening day was supposed to be. Uh, going, uh, we're closing in. I think we, I mean, we have to be over 300 days in a row now with, uh, with stuff that we've done here at, uh, at ClabesOnline.com. So, you know, it's, but uh, I think 287, we're 287. I have a countdown on my phone for when, uh, when we started doing all of this. So 287 consecutive days, Andy, of original content up at ClabesOnline.com. Wow, that's wow. a that's a lot of days in a row that we have been uh, that we've been putting stuff out there for you, the listener, and uh, even more coming your way here in 2021. Andy, uh, just one crack slipper today, only one for the uh, for the folks today. Yeah, just one today, Andy. If uh, if you will, uh, please uh, please give us that sweet sweet intro. You got it, Joe. Some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on Weekend Joe. These are the Crack Slippers with Joe Roderick on Claves Online. Andy, a, a, an interesting week in the NHL. So next week, Andy, the, uh, the, the NHL season begins. January 13th, Blues have one of the primetime games that oh, week. Wow. Yeah, a 56-game season. No All-Star game. No, uh, no midseason break. Four divisions, four divisions this year. One is all Canada, and then the Blues are in the Western Division. But Andy, this year, the 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 NHL has uh, they've announced you know they've lost money. They they lost money at the end of the uh, 2020 season. They lost money by not having fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. Games being canceled. They, they, they are trying to think of ways, as many businesses in 2021 are, they're trying to find ways to make money, to gain revenue. So, Andy, for the 2021 season, yes, the divisions have sponsors. Oh, wow. Is it, is, it, is it the little Debbie Central Division? Please tell me yes. God, I wish it was. <laughs> it is the Socia... NHL North Division, like Social Bank. Social Bank, yep. The Honda NHL West Division. So, so the Blues are in the Honda NHL West Division. Okay. The Discover NHL Central Division, like mm-hmm. Discover Card. And the Mass Mutual NHL East Division. Okay. They're, they're, they're saying it's only going to be a one-year deal. Nope. That's what they're saying right now. These nope. divisions are just for this, this season. The NHL realigned the teams because of COVID travel concerns and because of concerns with crossing the border. 
But Andy, come on. If they're doing it this year, they're going to do it every damn year. Right. It's, it's yeah. It's Baseball like, oh. has different sponsors for each round of the playoffs. Whether it's Uts, Snacks, or whatever else they've had in the past. Yeah, who's the World Series usually brought, brought to you by? YouTube? Is it? I, I, they had... They they had um, I, I'm trying to think they because they had sponsors for like every round of the playoffs, and I thought it was at Camping World this year. Oh, the Camping World was definitely in there as well. You're right. Yeah. So they had other sponsors for other series throughout. For sure. What? Pretty sure the World Series is YouTube. Is is that a sponsor or is it just? Okay, so it was it, it, the world. So the NLCS was the Camping World NLCS. Mm-hmm. It was the Geico ALCS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Dusan NLDS, which is Dusan, are those tires? Dusan, D O O S A N? I think so. Utz ALDS. And the Hankook. No, you see, Dusan can't be a tire company because Hankook is a tire company. Because Hankook was the NL wild card and AL wild card. Well, let's look up Doosan then. Doosan is a um, Korean Bob- multinational conglomerate. What do they do? Oh, Bobcat, Komatsu, Kobe. Oh, wait, no, maybe not. Hang on. No, you might be yeah. manufacturer of global logistics equipment, as well as engine type forklifts. Uh, you see, it doesn't work when you have to look it up like that. Right. Tell you what, they need to uh, they they need to make it the Budweiser National League Central Division, and they need to make it that fast. Yeah, they absolutely do. I'm fine with this. I'm fine with putting sponsor logos on helmets. Are you? I'm fine with having the NBA teams with all their little logos on them. I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. I mean, golfers have been doing it for years. I think it's hilarious that I believe, is it the Clippers? I think it's the Clippers are sponsored by Bumble. Nice. Right? <laughs> so I think, you know, you put them out there, whatever. I mean, we're, it's all sponsored right now. They're, the Houston Rockets, um, do not have a sponsor right now. Mm-hmm. The Bucks do not. The Timberwolves do not. The Kings do not. Well, I think I think a good sponsor for the Bucks would be Cabela's. And that's uh, up in Milwaukee. I mean, there's plenty of sponsors up in Milwaukee. Like the the Timberwolves from 2017 to 2020, their sponsor was Fitbit. The Bucks' original sponsor was Harley Davidson. That makes sense, being in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, by the way, uh, now it's Honey is the uh, the company. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, they they you download whatever the browser is on your on your computer, and it gives you all kinds of specials and everything. It yeah. was Bumble from 2018 to 2020, which is awesome. Which I mean, with the Lakers not being Tinder, like that's that's I mean that's, they missed oh, yeah. out on that. The well, Lakers might have. Maybe the Lakers should be Grinder. The Lakers, by the way, theirs is Wish.com. Okay. How great would it be if the Clippers were Wish.com, seeing how they're the secondary team in L.A.? 
and Wish, you, you, you kind of get some really crappy products, you know, from Wish. Joe, I, brought, I bought something off Wish one time. Yeah? I bought a Scotty Cameron putter. I knew it was a knockoff because it was like $35. Right. Scotty Cameron putters cost like $400. And I got this thing, and it showed up when I said I was going to, and lo and behold, I mean, it was a, it was a fake Scotty Cameron. <laughs> I mean, imagine if Wish was the sponsor of the Clippers because they're like the fake NBA team in L.A. Right. That'd be great. That seems very it seems logical. Right. They should have done that. Should right. have been that. What would the card? I guess the card would, would, would be the Budweiser Cardinals. I mean, the Enterprise can't sponsor everything anymore. Well, that's. I mean, Budweiser's already big enough sponsor of the Cardinals. I mean, would they bother putting it on their jerseys too? Maybe. Surely, there's another corporate. There's a corporate sponsor in St. Louis that would jump on that for the. I mean, it's because it's not going to be as expensive to sponsor that, you know? Right. So I could see another corporate sponsor doing that. Amarin, Centene, Energizer. Right. There, there are a lot of other companies. Purina, I mean, there are other... TWA. <laughs> there, are, there, there are plenty of sponsors, but yeah, there, you could go, you can look at some of the uh, sponsors. I, mean, I have the whole list of the NBA ones up here, and it's really, really funny to see who some, I mean, just some of them that you just kind of throw out there. They make sense for some and others. It's just so it's like, the NHL Western division brought to you by Honda. Yes. It is, no, the Honda NHL West division. Okay. So that's what it's officially called. Yes. The Honda NHL West division. Hmm. And I want to see this done for everything. Now, the more sponsorships, the better. Why is and that? the people that are, I don't know, because it entertains me when you call things, when, when you have to keep naming stuff and going one after the other. And that's the people that complain about this in the media, if a sponsor came to them and said, we want you to call it this, this, and this, and we're going to write you a check for this, they will do it immediately. Right. When I was on the air, when I was on the radio, it was Weekend Joe driven by Munganass Alton Toyota. Right. They came to me and they said, hey, we want you to start mentioning St. Louis Acura. Also, though, keep mentioning Alton Toyota. So now I say both names. Because not that at first was it difficult? Yeah, it takes some getting used to. But you know what? Rolls off the tongue now for me. Yeah. You know who else it rolls off the tongue for? Hudson. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's he say? He will just mock me and he'll just say it's Weekend Joe driven by Munganass or driven by Alton Toyota. <laughs> he That's thinks funny. it's hilarious. He's in the other room right now playing Xbox. I bet if he came <laughs> over here right now, he could, he could give, the, uh, give the, the sponsors here of the show. Come on over. Let's do it. He, he knows who they are. If, if he hears, he, he, here he comes. He's, he's walking over here right now. I Hudson, see. what's the name of this show? No, no, that's the name of the website. You can come closer so your voice can be heard on the microphone. What's the name of my show? Mungin-ass. He tried to say Mungin-ass. I, said, that's a sponsor. I thought he, I thought he said dumbass. No, he <laughs> said Mungin-ass. Mungin-ass who, Hudson? Welcome to Weekend Joe. There you go. See, he, he said it that. Driven by... Yeah, he's he's all over the place right now. Hello. There you go. Go back and play your Xbox. <laughs> he's playing a Star Wars game, everybody. Okay. 
<laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. But yes. What's also funny is when Claves will call me and he'll yeah. go, oh, is that Claves online? <laughs> it's just Claves. <laughs> well, you know, back when I was doing all the voiceover stuff and I, would, I, I had the studio in my basement, they'd hear me down there and, uh, and even now they'll still, Corey or Claire or Kelly will go, inside STL. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah, he, he knows it's Claves online. He does that. He told his teacher towards the end of the year, um, cause they were, they were talking and she, she asked what his mom does and he said, and then he just says, Oh, I know who I know, you know, or he says, my dad interviews baseball players and wrestlers. <laughs> Accurate. Yes. Accurate description. <laughs> she says, oh, I knew that because her brother or her, yeah, her brother-in-law is a, uh, is a listener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know him too. I do? You do know him. You've golfed with him many a times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us. A lot of, uh, as, as you, as we wrap this up and we, we mentioned more sponsors such as Munganass Alton Toyota, Munganass St. Louis Acura, the Inskip Law Firm, Kevin Miller of Caldwell Banker Gundaker and Collinsville Auto Body, all the great sponsors we have here in 2021 here on ClabesOnline.com, along with uh, all the other sponsors that you uh, can go over to the website and see at clavesonline.com. First show is in the books for 2021. Thank you all for uh, for listening. Uh, for Andy Hanselman, I'm Joe Roderick. This has been Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Alton Toyota, right here on clavesonline.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. With St. Louis Acura's new buy online feature, picking and purchasing a vehicle from the comfort of your home or office has never been easier. And as we've seen from the latest challenges, having the freedom of your own vehicle makes more sense than ever. With low monthly lease payments on new Acuras and pre-owned inventory starting below $10,000, we offer affordable alternatives all covered by the St. Louis Acura promise that we support and service what we sell. St. Louis Acura is committed to becoming better than ever for you.